What's up everyone, this is Don Suave. First and foremost, I'd appreciate everyone for viewing my video. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and also comment. Also hit that notification button below as well. Alright, let's get on with the show. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? This is Don Suave, back with another one for y'all. So make sure to like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Broadcast of the Seven Cities, and make sure to also subscribe to the podcast, So Disrespectful Radio Show. Now, before I start, I would like to start with a quote from my listeners. This is coming from Gordon B. Hinckley, and it says, You can't build a great building on a weak foundation. You must have a solid foundation if you're going to have a strong superstructure. So whatever you got going on in your life, make sure that foundation is strong enough to withstand any type of darts, any type of trials, any type of tribulations. All right. First quarter of the NFL is done. That means September is over. We have first four games out and now we're down to week five. But before we go to week five, let's go ahead and do a rundown of the games on week four. Starting Thursday, we had the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Miami Dolphins 27-15. On Sunday, the Minnesota Vikings beat the New Orleans Saints 28-25. The Atlanta Falcons got their victory over the Cleveland Browns 23-20. In a not surprising game, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Washington Commanders 25-10. And the game was basically like... Who, who got the ball going to score? No defense was even required to be in this game. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Detroit Lions 48-45. The Tennessee Titans get their victory over their division rivals, the Indianapolis Colts, 24-17. The New York football Giants beating the Chicago Bears, 20-12. And the Philadelphia Eagles staying undefeated, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, 29-21. The J-E-T-X Jets, Jets, Jets beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. Next game, the Baltimore Ravens, of course, loses another lead and allows the Buffalo Bills to come back to take the victory 23-20. The Los Angeles Superchargers beating the Houston Texans 34-24. Arizona Cardinals, they handed their victory over the Carolina Panthers 26-16. The Green Bay Packers, of course, led by Aaron Rodgers, beat the New England Patriots 27-24. to 
in Las Vegas. The Raiders beating Russell Wilson and the Broncos 32-23. In a firing game, basically just throwing a scoring left and right. Kansas City Chiefs get their revenge back over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 41-31. And on Monday, the San Francisco 49ers beat the defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams, 24-9. Now, I don't know about this. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I should ask y'all. Does this NFL season feel a little different? Look, we have had injuries. Injuries, explosions everywhere in NFL. And even though, yes, it's a part of the game. Of course, we know that. But it just seems a little like stars are getting hurt. And because of that, the NFL teams have been shaken up. Teams that we all thought in the beginning were, were powerhouses. And now they look like shelters. Let's start in the NFC East. Tie for first is the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Yes, we all know the Bills were going to be one of the teams to beat. We, we know that for a couple years, for a few seasons now. But the Dolphins, though? Now, because remember the season before everything started? Many critics were roasting Tua and even said Tyree Hill made a bad decision. But looking at what's going on, they're tied for first. So something must be going right. Right? Then you got the Be Belichick. New England Patriots are one and three and last in their division. What? You know, I understand. No Brady. No Gronk, Matt Jones at the helm, but it's Belichick. Remember, this is the same guy who made players who won't brand name get their bags. This is Belichick, considered a GOAT of coaches. So you would think he's going to find a way to win, right? But one in three? And it seems like these guys are not looking good. Is this... The downfall of, nope, not finishing that question. Last time that happened, Max Kellerman was made into a meme. On to the AFC North. Now, this is possibly the best division coming in, and it's looking like the biggest question in the AFC. Three-way tie of two and two. Well, surprisingly, the Pittsburgh Steelers being one and three and last in their division. Now, we're going to discuss the Pittsburgh Steelers later, but what makes it surprising early, because you must understand with this division, they have a Super Bowl team with the Bengals of last year. They didn't win, but it was in it. We have Baltimore Ravens with the MVP of their team, who at times make players look foolish and leads the team in Offense, period. I mean, honestly, if you look at passing, you see Lamar Jackson. You see running, you see Lamar Jackson. If this man could throw a pass to himself, you'll probably see Lamar Jackson in receiving. You have the Cleveland Browns with a good defense and an offense who's missing a couple pieces on offense. But we'll see what happens later when, I mean, if he does play, Deshaun Watson comes back. Now, lastly, the Pittsburgh Steelers who although has many ups and downs, just seems to always be there at the end. 
whether it's fighting for a spot in the playoffs or at the top fighting for the top spot. Now, let's move over to the NFC, and we're going to start with the NFC East. This is the division that for many years was called the NFC Lease. You can Google it and see exactly how many records will happen with this team, this division for the past few seasons. Now, record-wise, it may be the NFL beast because three teams have winning records with the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants. And honestly, not surprising the Washington Commanders at the bottom of a record of one and three. So here's the question. Is this division finally ready to return to the glory days of the NFC East? We're talking about the 80s. We're talking about the 90s. Because remember, the team of the 90s was Dallas Cowboys. We're talking about the 2000s. Remember, the Giants won a Super Bowl in the 80s. They also won a Super Bowl in the 2000s. Cowboys got five Super Bowls, 80s and 90s. Then you had the Eagles. You know, they were just a dominant team. You know, for, for a while, they were just winning our division, winning the division, winning the division. But until 2018, that's when they got their first Super Bowl. The Eagles are 4-0. And the Cowboys and Giants are 3-1. So, is this division for real or the smoke and mirrors? We'll see. Because next week, is maybe a test for all the teams in the NFC East. Now, let's go to the west side, the best side. Well, not anymore. This is probably the most equal division in the NFL with everybody being the same record in the NFC West. Literally, two and two. The one thing that every team in that division have, have in common. Now, let's take a deeper look into it. I would say the San Francisco 49ers have the advantage because they're 2-0 in the division, while only the Rams has a win in the division. Even though they have that advantage, the real question is, who's coming out of the division then? Each team has a question mark. And literally, you know, it used to be a cliche, but literally, time will only tell. Some questions would be for Seattle. Can they really go on a winning spree with Geno Smith? Let's go to the Cardinals. Can the Cardinals defense really keep the team in the fight position while Kyler Murray stays in the film room? You know, got to learn the plays. Got to learn everything. Got to make sure he knows who his players is. Yeah, I'm exaggerating. I don't care. But, hey, when you tell somebody at the beginning of the season, hey, we pay him to learn film, and you're a starting quarterback, and you've been in the league for a minute, yeah, you open yourself to a whole lot of memes. Can Jimmy G still be the game manager for the Niners? Why is just doing enough to not mess up and get the team back in Super Bowl contention? And lastly, can the Los Angeles Rams continue their success from last year as the defending champions? Once again, time only tell. Now coming up after the break, Week 5 is here. And we're going to do a preview of Week 5 and make picks for winners and losers. Stay here. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Tuesday night, taco preparations begin. A dominant female wrestles with a guacamole, whilst her counterpart has found an alternative to beef mitts. With grace, they settle into their nest for the evening. With Alexander Graham Bill. 
first invented the telephone, he had three missed calls from this man. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Suave is back. So now, we go, We just did a recap of week four. So we got week five coming up, starting tonight. We are going to detail who, my opinion, is going to win. And we're going to run through them starting now. First game, we have Denver versus Indianapolis. I'm picking Denver to win. Green Bay versus the New York Giants. I'm picking Green Bay. Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. I'm picking Buffalo to win this game. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Cleveland Browns. And I'm picking the Chargers to win. Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings to win that game as well. Detroit versus New England. Now, I know this might sound shocking, but I just feel like this team, it, they, they're on the verge. They're on the verge of just maybe doing something. Doing something big for the first time in a long time. So I'm picking the Detroit Lions beating the New England Patriots. You got Seattle versus New Orleans. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get off the train. I was never on it. But I may lean on to the to hit the Geno Smith train. So that's why I'm picking Seattle to beat New Orleans. Now it's Miami versus the Jets. This is a game without Tua. And Teddy Bridgewater is starting. And he's going to get the Jets team. But they still have Tyreek here and Waddle. And if Teddy Bridgewater can get them the ball, they're going to they're gonna do some work. So I'm picking the Dolphins over the Jets. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. I don't have to go into that one. Tampa Bay winning that one. Tennessee versus the Washington Commanders. I mean... <laughs> It's like we don't even believe in commanders. Uh, uh, to be real with you, it's like what Jay Z said: we don't believe you. You need more people. Mm, that's the commanders. So we're picking the Titans over the commanders. Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, Jacksonville looking like a team that's actually ready to do some damage. Doug Peterson is their coach, so I'm picking the Jaguars over the Texans. San Scope and the Carolina Panthers. I ain't got to talk about that one. San Francisco winning that one. This is the game right here. There's a test right here now. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Dallas Cowboys. It's that defense of the Cowboys going against the offense of the Rams. But it's the offense of the Cowboys going against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey of the defense. This might be a very low scoring game. And because of that, I'm leaning towards the Rams winning. Philadelphia and Arizona. Eagles. I ain't gonna go talk. Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Now this is a division game. So this is gonna be a really, really good game. It might be a really close game. You know, I understand that Baltimore for twice has lost the lead in games. Tell you the truth, that last game they played, if Lamar Jackson would have seen that receiver open and he would have threw that pass quicker, we will have this conversation. So because of that, I'm picking the Ravens to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders. I ain't even got to talk. That's a Monday night game. And, and, and Patrick Mahomes is just having fun with people again. So we're picking the Chiefs over the Las Vegas Raiders. Now those are my picks so far. 
And I have won more than I lost. And after this week, I'll tell you after uh, the record. Now, coming up after the break, the NBA season is here. And we're going to preview the season and the stories of the NBA. Stay here. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Look at that freshly sliced turkey. At Jersey Mike's, there's some things you just got to see. Like those lovebirds over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's deep eaten. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. He doesn't pay taxes. Taxes pays him. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back to the show. Glad to see you here. Or hear you. Or actually, you're not, I'm not hearing you at all. Talking to myself. Well, hopefully you're listening. Anywho, the NBA, my people, is back. And could this be the season for returns? Let's start from the west side. The Los Angeles Clippers get their star four back, Kawhi Leonard. In their first preseason game versus the Trailblazers, Leonard had 11 points, four rebounds, and a pair of steals. It was exciting to see Mr. Fun Guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> back on <honor>, please. <laughs> on a court. Since tearing his right ACL in Game 4 of the Clippers' second-round playoff series against the Jazz on June 14, 2021. Not to mention, Mr. Dougie himself, John Wall, made his debut with the Clippers with 5 points and 3 assists off the bench. Listen to what Kawhi said about him coming back and seeing John Wall on the team as well. It felt great to be back on the floor all these months. and. Finally put the hard work to test. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, John's super excited to be on the floor, uh, on the court. I'm happy that uh, he got a chance to play. Uh, it's been a long road for him as well. And, you know, uh, he's only going to just make us better. Uh, he's been great at practice, uh, good leader. Um, you know, he, he's not trying to hide in the corner. He's, he's making his mark as, a, you know, um, an impact player for this team. For a while now. The battle for LA has been basically 50-50 until the bubble championship when the Lakers won the championship. So, will a fully healthy LA Clippers dethrone the Lakers or will they still be the little brother to the Lakers? Now on a side note of this game, they played in Seattle in which I for one miss having a team in Seattle. I wish they would have never moved from that city because some of y'all may not remember but I remember the Supersonics. For one, they played the Bulls in the finals, and I'm a Bulls fan. So I remember the series. And two, that team has some of the best players to come through. We're talking about Gary Payton, the glove, Sean Kemp, Rain Man, Van Baker, Detlef Shrimp, Sam Perkins, Kevin Durant, Ray Allen, Hershey Hawkins, Nate McMillan, etc. Now, where the NBA is at, I hope. That Adam Silver and his team do bring back the Supersonics so a team can be in Seattle. Finally. Oh, I got to say it like The Rock. Finally, we have the return of B. 
Ben Simmons. After all the drama that went with him from trying to get traded from the 76ers because of mental health to back problems in offseason to getting criticized with the Brooklyn Nets to finally being on the court with the Nets. And in just 19 minutes on the floor, he had six points, five assists, four rebounds in the preseason debut. Even though they lost to, which is funny, the 76ers on Monday, 127-108, it was like a breath of relief to finally see all the pieces together in Brooklyn. Durant stayed, Kyrie stayed, and now Ben is here. With all healthy, they could challenge teams like the Celtics, Bucks, and the Heat. Here's how Ben Simmons felt after his first game as a net. It felt so good to be back. Um, I'm just grateful and blessed to be back here on the floor uh, and playing with these guys, so I'm happy. He was coming. That's, what, that's New Orleans. Now, we don't play with mental health, and especially in my community and my culture, it's finally being brought to the light after being swept under the rug for so long. But after all the situations and things Ben Simmons was a part of, we just hope that his mental health is in good standards. We hope he's finally healthy. And before I finish this, we hope he finally takes a jumper. Because in the game, he did take a ton around jumper. And even though he hit the side of the board, that still is a turn in the right direction. When we come back from break, we're going to review the two days of preseason games and the preseason games of the next days. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Single-use plastics are filling our environment and killing our wildlife. That's why certain single-use plastics are being banned in New South Wales from November 1st. Let's stop it and swap it. Whenever he peels onions, the onions always cry. Here it is. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking NBA preseason. Now, the preseason started Friday, September 30th, with Warriors winning over the Wizards and the Clippers winning their game. We're going to fast forward to October 3rd, where we finally got to see the healthy Nets, the healthy Grizzlies, and the healthy Lakers. And well, two of the teams didn't disappoint. I am not. Those certain broadcasts that want to target a team or a player. And at the same time, they are the Lakers, though. I mean, it is what it is. It's a documentary about them on Hulu. It's really good, too. Very good. And this next one's coming out. You might want to have some tissues right beside you. If you know you know what I mean. Well, the team dominates undisputed. But we cannot jump the gun on them. Yes, Anthony Davis had a double-double of 11 points and 11 rebounds. But LeBron James went 0 for 7. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be professional by saying Russell Westbrook had 5 points. But nobody's talking about how they had only 8 players off the bench while 7 more players did not play due to either injury or coach's decision. So when the team's fully healthy into the season is where we can either praise them or break them down. Now the next day, Basically, all eyes was on the Pelicans and Chicago were healthy, slim, 
Zion Williamson plays for 15 minutes, getting 13 points off four for six, five made free throws, four rebounds. Now, even though the big name of Zion Williamson was there, it was a Devontae Graham show. Devontae had 21 points and five assists off the bench. The bench put in work while for the Pelicans. But the starters of the Bulls, I mean, somebody let them know this is only preseason, right? This is only preseason. It doesn't count. You would have thought the starters start they there was a midseason for because they all went off and they let the bench have the rest of the game. The Rose had 21 points and Vuce had 15 points and 11 rebounds. But at the end of the game, the Pelicans won 129 to 125. Now, on Wednesday, we have the Pacers versus the Hornets, 76ers versus Cavaliers, Raptors versus Celtics, Mavericks versus the Thunder, and Lakers versus the Suns. Tonight is Bucks versus the Hawks, Heat versus the Nets, Spurs versus the Magics, Thunder versus the 36ers, Maccabee versus the Trailblazers, and the Lakers versus the Timberwolves. Preseason is, 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 is here. NBA is here. So, besides watching playing 2K, you can watch real NBA basketball at the same time. Now, coming up after the break, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know. It is time for the Tate Command News of the Washington Commanders right here on So Disrespectful Radio Show. Save on your new home with a massive discount up to $7,000 thanks to Moorcraft Homes. Visit a Moorcraft display home at Aura or Harmony and ask us how you can save thousands with our stupendous 13 packages. Craft your home. Build with Moorcraft. He can pull a willy when riding a unicycle. Here is Don Suave. Welcome to the Take Command News Boardroom. Well, we four just happened. Not surprisingly, sadly actually, the Cowboys have beaten the Washington Commanders 25-10 in one of the ugliest losses the whole season. Even last week against the Eagles when they lost 24-8, this was worse because at times, the achievement was right there, but the commanders either kept shooting themselves in the foot or seemed like they didn't feel like playing. The commanders have lost three consecutive games under Carson Wentz, and you already know the critics are already calling for a change at the position. But after looking at the first quarter of the season, it's not just Carson Wentz. It is the whole collective team. For instance, Washington outgained Dallas 297 yards to 279 and had several drives that could have been something, but eventually drives. It stalled. Why? Penalties. Penalties. That's a team's effort, not just one player. They finished with 11 penalties for 136 yards, which is more than the previous three weeks combined for 128. Carson was only through for 170 yards on 42 passes, one touchdown, two picks. The running, 
the runners seem to be a non-concern because they ran the ball 27 times for 142 yards. And you would think you would keep doing that because that's actually pretty good. But in that, they would not stick with the run. Once again, why? Because they paid Carson Wentz all that money and they want their investment to work for them. And it's showing so far that it's not. But whose fault is that? Well, for one, it's not the fans. And understand, players would never win that battle with fans because fans pay your bills, whether players want to think so or not. What would happen if Washington came into FedEx Field to play and nobody showed? It would be another 2020 year in FedEx. What would happen if Washington plays on TV and none of the fans watches it? Whether the players like it or not, you're not only playing for yourself. You're playing for your team. You're playing for the fans who spend hundreds of dollars to come to your game. You're playing for the fans who spend hundreds of dollars on your jerseys. You're playing for the fans who spend money on concession stands. You're playing for the fans who pays for parking or parks far from the stadium to walk to see you play. So fans has one of the biggest rights to gripe over your team. Now, Commander Star lineman Jonathan Allen recently on Junk's radio spoke on the fans' frustration. You know what? So be it. Only thing I say is when we do get it turned around, keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. All those fans who aren't here now, and I get it. I understand the frustration. However many years, I understand. I'm not calling you out. I'm not saying none of that. But when things do get turned around, just understand. Just understand. What does well, that mean? What do you mean? He's kind of intimidating me he, through the phone. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean lie. by that? I'm just intimidated. A, what was do that? you yeah. want them to not show up then or come and be and cheer just as loud as you're booing? Is that what you mean? Yeah, cheer as loud as you're booing. Right, right. That's a great way of putting it. Right, right. Keep that same energy. Fans have kept that energy for over 20-plus years since Daniel Snyder bought the team in 99. And some have kept that energy longer than that. Remember Bryce McCain said the same thing last year and nothing happened after? Just remember, not just the owner, but the fans also keep your lights on. So once again, whose fault is it? And when we come back from break, did someone finally reach their breaking point? You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. Northern Comfort Systems delivers emergency service 24-7. Keep your family comfortable with Central Indiana's leader in servicing your home's critical heating and cooling systems. Trusted for over 20 years. Visit northerncomfortsystems.com now. He can slam a revolving door. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back to So Disrespectful Radio Show. Now, before I start this next thing, I want you to listen to this quote because it speaks really volumes. This quote is by Ambrose Bierce. It says, Speak when you are angry, and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. Now, we're not saying Ron Rivera was angry. 
But you can clearly hear his frustrations from either the team and or the fan base. Well, let's, let's go a little deeper than that. For three seasons, Rivera has never started a season on a winning basis. In 2020, his record starting for seven games was two and five. I guess he uh, was listening to Jay-Z because he said he won an encore because in 2021, it was the exact same. Now in 2022, guess what the record is? One and three. Surprisingly, remember the previous head coach, Jay Gruden, who was fired into his fifth season? He had a better win percentage in his first three seasons than Rivera. And here's the kicker. Jay Gruden had two winning seasons. Tell me, fans. What do you think Ron Rivera is feeling by listening to this? I understand everybody's frustration, especially how proud this organization is. This organization's got five championships. Are you kidding me? I get it. I understand how important it is to win. Okay, but I got to be realistic with what we have and what we're going to do. Now, some of it we can improve on as coaches and get better at, and we have to. Um, there is a sense of urgency that these things have to happen. I get it. I understand it. And we're going to keep playing hard. That's the only thing we can do, Darren, until we get to the situation and to the point where we really believe that this is where, where, where what we need. Well, excuse me. I don't know about y'all, but that sounds like he was mad a little bit. You want to know why? You ever talk to somebody who sometimes was really angry or really frustrated? You know what happens sometimes? They don't make no sense. They'll say something and you be looking like, uh, that's incorrect. Oh, you mad, huh? Oh, you big mad. Oh, you're, you're down bad. You're down tremendously. Well, look, look, not to go on more roasting of Ron Rivera, but I have to say this. First and foremost, commanders, fans, People who watch media, who watch, who heard that. Washington has been to five Super Bowls. They didn't win five. They've been to five. They played the Broncos, the Bills, the Raiders, the Dolphins twice. They only won three. They beat the Bills, they beat the Broncos, and they beat the Bills. I mean, excuse me, they beat Miami. They didn't win five Super Bowls, Rivera. Only teams in the NFL won five Super Bowls: the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Buck and the Patriots. Okay, you was mad. Understand that. Now, second, like I said, it sounded like a bit of frustration. You know, he, he eating that bowl of frustration, and he put a little salt and pepper into it. But listen, Rovers say he's been through this before with the Carolina Panthers. Okay, but here's the difference between. The Carolina Panthers and the Washington Commanders. First off, ownership. The Panthers have an owner that one doesn't have no accusations towards him, which can cause distractions. The Panthers owner didn't have to change a whole franchise that has been around for over 80 years. The Panthers also had a superstar quarterback, Cam Newton. The Panthers also had great players like Steve Smith, Greg Olson, Luke Keekley, Julius Peppers, and etc. So coming to a situation like Washington in 2020 was nothing like before. Now let's not forget, Ron Rivera was also fighting cancer at the same time too. 
but he did win that one. Now, in my opinion, Rivera is a great guy. I never met him, but from reports of players and others, he is a great guy. He's a soldier. He's a former Super Bowl champion when he was a player. But he may not be, like, you know, head coach and power material. He may, he may not need to have the power to bring in staff. For example, he brought in Scott Turner. And let's be real. Scott Turner needed to get fired, like, two years ago. Point blank, period. He needs to go. And if you want to keep him on the team, well, he needs to be demoted to quarterback coach since he's the quarterback whisperer. Well, unless it, it, I guess his whispers is, is falling on deaf ears because apparently Carson Wentz ain't listening. Jack Del Rio. Rio should have been gone a while back. He needed to be fired. And after his little dust-up comment, yeah, he needed to be been fired. And if Rivera find him, talk to him, they also make him understand. But no. Jack Dario needed to be either fired or demoted to defensive lineman coach because his defensive play callings are without a shadow of a doubt. Horrible. The Washington Command defensive ranking is 23rd. And the officer ranking is 23rd. Well, at least they're equal. You know, they balance at the 23rd mark, but it's 32 teams in the NFL. But okay, they balance at 23. Okay. But that's pathetic. With the offensive weapons and one of the best four-down linemen on defense, we're talking about Jonathan Allen, who you heard earlier. We're talking about Montez Sweat. We're talking about Deron Payne. And we're talking about Chase, we're talking about Chase Young. And he's coming back from injury. But this is the same guy in one year basically let the whole entire NFL on fire. And you see him hit so many highlights on ESPN. Washington is the 16th penalized team. But get this. They're number five in the most yards with 264. So once again, I ask, do anybody know how to fix this team? If you got answers, this should be a suggestion box. Hopefully they'll listen, but knowing Washington, their suggestion box is over a trash can. So coming up after the break, we're going to wrap this up and get ready for the next week. You're listening to So Disrespectful Radio Show. It's a Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame with Pals, Pepsi, and Pizza. A Pizza Pizza pregame with Pals, Pepsi, and Pizza. Totally. Thanks, Matthew Pafford. Order online before games and you can win prizes like Super Bowl 57 tickets. Pizza Pizza. Even though what we do is wrong. When he went to Burger King and ordered a Big Mac, they made it for him. Here's... Well, that's it for the show. I'd like to thank everybody who listened. Please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is broadcast of the seven cities. Like, share, subscribe, and comment as well. Also, subscribe to the podcast show, So Disrespectful Radio Show. So until next time, stay blessed, stay good, and stay lifted. Peace. Self-disrespectful. Self-self-self-disrespectful. I'm self-disrespectful. Self-self-self-disrespectful.